0: So, today, if you had an opportunity to look in the bulletin and to see the um, scripture that I have listed as my favorite scripture or one of them, you may be surprised. I am feeling confident that it is unlikely there is anyone else in this room who has this passage as one of their favorite scriptures. But let me assure you, it is one of mine. Let us read from the, gospel, from the scripture of the book of Romans. The book of Romans, chapter 9, verses 1 and 2. I am speaking the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience confirms it by the Holy Spirit. I have great sorrow and unceasing anguish in my heart. Let us pray. Life-giving God, heal our lives, that we may acknowledge your wonderful deeds and offer your thanks from generation to generation through Jesus Christ. Our Lord, Amen. In general, I do not believe in taking scripture out of context, and I will share with you the context in which um, Paul wanted to share this passage of great agony that he had. Paul wanted so much for those who were gentiles and those who were Jews to both come to know the Messiah Jesus Christ he wanted to share these words and lift them up but unfortunately there were people everywhere he went who did not hear this good news and they certainly came from different places when they felt the sense of rejecting this good news. So he was in great and unceasing pain for this passage. In this passage. Now, as you know, part of what I have done in the last couple of weeks has been shared a little bit about my journey and how my journey developed these passages that have nurtured me through the years. This passage came to me in a most unexpected way. I had moved to Leeds First United Methodist Church to be pastor. I had been there six weeks when I realized that my marriage was over. And I learned and realized that that Sunday, I was to be able to share to the congregation that I was going from a married woman pastor to a divorced woman pastor. Now, I just want you to know that, as you may have heard me say, I struggled with this whole being a woman pastor. Can you imagine how I felt about being a divorced woman pastor? I was not excited to share this news. I had brought it to the attention of the pastor parish committee on Wednesday night. And I, I was blessed with a wonderful district superintendent who came to say he was completely supportive of me and he would still have sent me if he had known this was going to happen and that I was going to be their pastor whether they wanted it or not. (laughs) I I turned around to him and I said excuse me I know that you're technically my boss and I appreciate your support But um, I think we need to listen to this church family about whether they actually would like to have me as their pastor or not. Because if they do not want to receive me, we we need to consider what that means. One of those great moments in life, when you think it's going to be one of the worst moments and it turns out to be one of the best moments... One of the individuals of the committee stands up, walks over to me, lays his hand on me, and begins to pray, thanking the Lord for sending me to be their pastor. And then each other committee member did the same. I was blown away. I was absolutely blessed in that moment. And they announced they would share their support on Sunday morning and make this announcement. All good, all good, but I still had to preach. And I'm like, what do I preach on such a day? I I don't know what to preach. So I, I did what I do, which is I always begin, well, except when I decide I'm going to be a new pastor and share with you my favorite passages. I began with the lectionary and I began with reading all four passages and seeing what maybe the Lord would put on my heart. And the the, the passage that just struck me was this one. I am speaking the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience confirms it by the Holy Spirit. I have great sorrow and unceasing anguish in my heart. Well, that seemed like a passage I might could do something with at that moment. But I realized that in one way, this passage was not true. Because the pain that I was experiencing on that particular day... The pain of loss and sadness and, and confusion, that pain was ceasing. And I today want to talk about the nature of ceasing pain. The nature of what it means when we realize that God provides for us in the most difficult times of our lives that God will come through and will support us and hold us up and lift us up beyond our imagination. That is what happened to me on that day. I, I preached on this passage. I shared that God would be with me. And that I would cease in hurting at some point. Not, not right then. Hadn't gotten there yet. But at some point, I would find that God's healing power would be there for me. And do you know what? God brought healing in so many ways so quickly. One of the first things that happened was at the end of the service, the, the, of the ch- patriarch of the church stood up, walked up to me and said, you're not walking out of here alone today, I'm walking with you. I wish I could tell you more about this wonderful band, but, but not today. But the most important thing came as the week went on. Three different individuals came to my office to see me that week. Up to that point, I had had people who had said, we're behind you, we're supportive, we care for you. Yes, we barely know you, but yes, we are going to to pray for you and and we are going to hear the word of God from you. And, And that had been beautiful. But still in my heart, I was hurting for, God, are you sure? Are you sure? that you have still called me to be a pastor of your word. As each one of these three people came to my office, they had the same thing to say. A story I have not heard before or since in such a dramatic way, and certainly not three times. Each one of them came to me and said Sunday I came to church and I had decided that it would be my very last Sunday to go to church. I had, and each of them told me their own story, I had something going on in my life that so embarrassed me, that so upset me, that so brought stress to me, that I believed I was not worthy to be in the house of the Lord. And as you stood up there Sunday, I realized that if you could be in this house of the Lord, I could be in the house of the Lord too. And what a wonderful feeling it was to realize that even, and maybe especially, the painful moments of my life, offered the opportunity for me to be truly a witness to the Lord. Have you felt that? Have you experienced it where it is when you come through, when you even stand up with the Lord to those difficult moments of your life, that you find that is when you can be the greatest witness. And that is when you are also given the greatest gifts from the Lord. I shared that a little bit last week when I talked about um, Isaiah 40, 31. That it is in those moments that God provides for us and God provided for me in great ways that day. I challenge you to look at your own life and to consider where it is that maybe those Difficult days, those hard days become a moment in which you find that God can use you to the greatest amount and moment of your life. I think of it this way. God brings blessings in the darkest of nights just like he brings sunshine in those moments after darkness. I wake up very early in the morning. Generally, I get up at 4.30 every morning, and I don't care whether it is daylight savings or not daylight savings. It is never shining light at 4.30 in the morning. And I wait with great anticipation for the moment where I can see the sun arise. Why do I get up at 4.30 in the morning? I don't know, because for some reason my body just do not want to sleep past it. In college, could I get up for an 8 o'clock class? No. My advisor told me he would no longer allow me to sign up for one of his 8 o'clock classes because even if I was there, I really wasn't there. Now, the opposite is true. Eight o'clock at night, I might be present, but not really that great a presence to be around. What happened, I don't know. But sunshine and light bring joy to our lives, and that is what happens to all of us. God brings it to us. We have such difficult times saying goodbye to the people we love. And we, we don't ever know fully whether we will experience our loved ones' understanding of where they are in relationship to being with God. Because frankly, it is between ourselves and God that that relationship is. But one of the things I know is that God invites us all into his presence of great sunshine. He wants us to be with him. And on this earth there will always be those hardships and pain that we hurt for with deep sadness. And our concerns about those that we know that do not know the Lord are the deepest and hardest felt pain. Oh, what a wonder God gives us. And yet, even those of us who know the Lord the most have those moments of questioning. I've been asked through the years, when did I first come and accept Jesus Christ as my Savior. And let me just say, Jesus was my Savior before I remember. And I am blessed in that. But when did I come to accept the Lord as calling me to ministry? That was just a, oh, an awful struggle. And I wonder what Jesus was thinking when he's going, knock, knock, knock 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 pay attention to me and I was saying excuse me Jesus you're wrong I don't think I don't think Jesus likes to be told he's wrong I I don't think he's a big fan of it but there are places in our life that we're always saying Jesus no 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 not this not today I took a vow." when I married forever. And I kept telling the Lord that this marriage was not going to end. And he was going to find a way to straighten it out. God had other plans. There are so many ways. When we've lost a dear one to death, When we have lost a dear friendship to something that breaks up a friendship. Have y'all ever had that happen? I have noticed that in the last 10, 20 years we have gotten so. We allow our friendships to be broken up by politics. Has anybody had that happen in their lives? I'm like, excuse me. I think that our friendships are more important than... the the pull of these politics that we allow it to do it, and certainly are our faith friendships. Our faith friendships. Those ones that call us to stand by each other. I was listening to the, the announcement on the Grateful Bread, and I was considering what it means for us that the the word that we claim here is that where friends become family and i thought about how often family is something that happens over meals our most intimate family our larger family we find that it is in that sharing of the meal that we truly get to know what goes on with one another. We've been working in our household on something very difficult. I don't know if you've ever had to go through that, but it's a wedding list. Who gets invited to the wedding? And how many is too many, and how many is too little? There was list one that is the absolutely necessary that is the bride the groom and a pastor to do the service (laughs) list two: mom dad sisters brothers you know something like that and it kept going on and on and my daughter said to me you know I think I need to invite my second cousins, and I'm like, okay. And why do you need to invite your second cousins? Well, Mama, that's who we spent all our holidays with when we were growing up, their family. She said, besides, how often do I actually get to see them? Maybe they will actually come to the wedding, And I'm thinking, I don't remember remembering who came to my wedding, but okay. Family. That caring for family. That is what we are called to do and to allow God to be that which binds us together in family. That is how we can face the darkness. one problem about waking up at 430 in the morning is when I wake up if I'm in a foul mood about the universe there's nobody I can call (laughs) nobody wants to hear it at 430 in the morning oh you do well uh, you may become one of my new best friends (laughs) definitely family you know They're on the waiting list. <laughs> All right. So examine your heart today. Consider the things that hurt and break your heart. Consider the things that separate you from one another and from God. And realize that when we come to the Lord, God makes all pain healable and serviceable to our Lord and Savior. Allow us to allow these pains to serve the Lord and allow us to share with one another and hold their hands and pray for them and reach out to them at times that are difficult because God does not, come to be unending, painfully given relationships. God comes to heal us and to bring us closer and to allow us to see that he is a God of light. Let us pray. O gracious God, I have had days of hardship. Each person here has had days of hardship. But you, Lord, you, you cease the pain at some place or another that we might be faithfully servants both in pain and outside of pain. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.